bring it up, bring it up, bring it up now. That's what they say, isn't it? In the pop songs. That's the one. Heard that said. Oh, brilliant. That was uh, <laughs> Max Clifford. No, nope, that's not going to help. Great. Let's, uh, who the <laughs> fuck is Max Clifford? Is he a newspaper man? What is that? I was, I was going for Cliff Richard. <laughs> thinking of Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> fuck. They are one and the same. Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Not once. No is the question. No is the question. No is the answer. <laughs> no is the question. No is the question and the answer today. What a fucking shit start. Podcast that remembers cassettes. Remember them? When they convenient. I'm Paulie S, aka Ready Salted. I'm always in tune. Yeah, you are. Uh... I'm not. <laughs> not with that attitude. Today we should be discussing music. Wow. A combination of sounds with a view to beauty of form and expression of emotion. If you get that reference, please tweet at Joe Wright. He'll be delighted. <laughs> music started in prehistoric times, just after the release of the very first Rolling Stones compilation. Hey. It was a proper joke. God. There was something Angus Deaton-y about that one. Who's, what, what part of his life are you hoping to fill? I want to live my life in such a way that Paul Merton just couldn't even be bothered to ridicule me. <laughs> Too easy. Well, that would be a nice change from now. Well, he just rips the shit out of me constantly. No reason. Let's test our audience's ability to remember the setup to this bit. Ugg the Caveman performed the very first ever music concert. Um, he performed three ballads, one anthem, and an encore before being mauled to death by a tiger. Ma Ugg, writing for the Rolling Stone, described it as an urgent treatise on the loneliness of cave life and the dangers of tiger proximity. Did I say tiger? Yeah, probably. <laughs> tiger, tiger. Just dub it in. Burning bright. We are going to talk about music as a phenomenon, what it means to us, <laughs> how subjective it is mm-hmm. as an art form, how contextual it is, how sexual it is, mm-hmm. music snobbery, music shrubbery. We're going to challenge each other a little bit with some unusual song recommendations. Mm. Also, we're going to really be pushing the envelope with your patience, listeners. <laughs> I know we're pushing it with mine. Oh, so, Paul, you notorious FWB. Uh, hi. What's one thing about music that made you wish you could keep up with it? Just even a little. Even even the, t- even the tiniest bit. Oh, to be young again and not to feel <laughs> completely fucking overwhelmed <laughs> at just about everything, everything new in life. Yeah, it is difficult to keep up with it, isn't it? Um, I used to be really good at it. Mr. Charts. Yeah. Call, call me Mr. Charts, I used to say, and they'd go, no. That doesn't... <laughs> it's just wrong. It's inaccurate. You're really good at Excel. Anything. Back when I was a wee lad. A wee lassie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was your typical, your typical boy sitting cross-legged in front of my parents' stereo, taping things off the charts, which wasn't illegal back then. Mm. You can't get me on that. <laughs> minority report. Bloody Thatcher. Reverse minority report. <laughs> Where they only find out about crimes decades later. <laughs> <laughs> the worst minority report. And his pre-cogs are shit. Post-cogs. <laughs> but it's only the rubbishest of crimes, too. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It looks like Paul Goodman didn't rewind that videotape before he returned it to Blockbusters. <laughs> oh, Fucking, God. they're just loading shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. We're going to get this scum. Um, But... Yeah, you know, I music. taped taped all of the music off the off the radio. Yep. I was, was big big on the charts. After a while, you're you know a lot a lot of people like a lot of people. Your interests 
sort of move away from the charts and uh it got into things like La- last fm and uh when i was when i was a kid ah. kerrang and mtv2 and finding Ooh. all the all the cool new tracks that weren't playing on the radio and i did that for yeah. for a good five years or so and then i stopped being a student i had to get up you know out, out of bed Ooh. and it's a mistake it, yeah and then it just it, it all just sort of not not immediately but gradually <laughs> To, to sort yeah. of this point in life where I do still occasionally come across new bands, but I tend to find yeah. that they've already released five albums. <laughs> yes. And it, it really doesn't help. And I don't, I don't want this to come between us, Paul, but it really doesn't help having to do a film podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but music, music is strange for me. I really love the music that I love. It's yeah. transformative. It affects mm-hmm. me like no other f- art form can. Mm-hmm. It transports me like no other art form can. It makes my heart sore. Mm. But it's tricky for me in a number of ways. Um, finding new music or articulating what it is I like about the music I like is probably the trickiest art form for me. And you know the, I love the shit out of some sculpting. <laughs> and I can, I can express that shit. Like, look at the curves. Yeah. Look the, at the buttocks. Look at the gaps. On this camel. Yeah, <laughs> look at it all. Look at the ass on that butterfly. <laughs> what you really need to notice is the marble he didn't use. Yeah. But um, when it comes to music, I find I'm quite scared when talking about it. Um, and <laughs> mm. I always feel like I've embarrassed myself. I feel yes. like two people are having like a in-depth conversation about the nuances of the le- latest Drake album. And I'm just coming and be like, yeah, Rage Against the Machine, right? Kanye's a genius. <laughs> it's very much the sort of discursive equivalent of, of the dream where you're wearing pants in a lecture hall, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's every time. Yeah, and and I think it's because music is it's, it's more of a a visceral visceral sense yeah. experience for me. With 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 films, I can especially after a year of doing this fucking thing, I've been able to <laughs> explain more cogently why a film does or doesn't work. But with music, it it just sort of it it, it wheedles it needles its way down into my soul a little bit so actually then yeah. saying anything more than oh i liked it or yeah. oh i didn't like that <laughs> it's it's always been something i've really struggled with especially with friends of mine who mm. are musically quite literate yeah um having to engage in discussions about what like what either why i didn't like a piece of music that other people do like or trying to defend a piece of music that a lot of other people don't like yeah. it was a really stressful experience <laughs> and it was really <laughs> ungratifying experience yeah you mentioned that the um problem with finding new music and i think that is a big problem for me and one of the reasons for that is that i have no easy regular exposure to music in a sort of without mm. trying if that makes sense mm. i don't listen to the radio mm-hmm. well you're not allowed anymore are you no not since um my illegal broadcasting network <laughs> device stouts <laughs> yep it was an all german uh radio by someone who didn't speak any german it's deeply offensive was yeah. very offensively good. <laughs> it was a flawed premise. I'll say it now. Um, it was wrong-headed going in. But want to do it all again? <laughs> so <laughs> I already, I already have. Um, but yeah, I don't listen to the radio because my travel and cooking time is taken up by podcasts, mm-hmm. YouTube, and reading. I don't like going to nightclubs or bars. So I'm not hearing stuff incidentally. Well, you're not allowed, out. are you? <laughs> not since my illegal German bar that I opened. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna do it all again? <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. That one, no. And I don't. I I actually don't have that many very fanatic, present music lover friends. A lot of my friends like weird music. Um, Hello. But in fact, most of my friends are now finally getting as old as I have always felt. 
<laughs> so their music is sort of somewhat charmingly dated now. Okay. Like, hey, Paul, what did the fox say? No one fucking remembers. It was five <laughs> years ago. Get in the culture bin with me. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. <laughs> That's what happens in the culture. <laughs> it's something that I've struggled with for a while now because <clears throat> I pr- prided myself on, on getting new music and mm. whether people actually listen to me or not. You know, it was still it was it yeah. was more for, you know definitely more for myself. But the important thing to me now is just find is is finding new music rather that is new to me. It doesn't really yeah. matter if the album is 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 new out this year. If it's new to me, it's still yeah. It's the same visceral excitement. A lot of it when you're a younger man or person um, thing <laughs> is that you are driven by the fear of missing out. Yes. And the fear that everyone else is listening to this hot new thing and you're going to get to school and, you know, you're going to be the only one not talking about it. And so mm. that sort of peer pressure sort of keeps you up to date. But when that dissipates, as people slowly stop giving a shit about you and your thoughts. And you lose friends. Or at least it becomes more obvious that people don't care about you and your thoughts <laughs> than it was when you were a teenager. Yes. Um, It's just that dissipates and you're left um with just yourself as the instigator. And I think that's really when you can sort of relax and really find the shit that you like. Mm. I I have a cycle. I I use it to get to the uh, the record shop where I can buy stuff, but I also have a cycle in terms of my <laughs> behavior. I get insecure about having no new music, or rather I miss having music to be excited about. I google what the best albums of the last year have been in a particular field, usually reading lists by Enemy or Rolling Stone. I trust them kind of. <laughs> okay. Um or at least I know them and familiar with them, therefore it feels somewhat official. <laughs> I know um, them, therefore I trust I lis- them. <laughs> not That's a good how outlook. compare the meerkat works <laughs> So yeah I listen to the list I find five or so I like I listen to them over and over again for ages Maybe I find a new band I become obsessed with And listen to all of their stuff And I get sick of them and repeat Only that yeah. loop has been steadily getting longer As I've been getting older <laughs> Used mm. to be I would do that like every other month Now it's twice or thrice a year mm. Well the the issue with that is um, For me I, I guess it's something similar mm. Although the the cycle would be find find a new band listen to one album 150 times and then that <laughs> then that will go into my long term playlist that I will then go back to time and time yeah. again you know maybe in a month I'll go oh I yeah. haven't listened to I haven't listened yeah, to Vale yeah. Va- Va- of Maya recently let's put that on and then you do <laughs> but then every time you do that you're adding one extra album to the infinite pile of of long term playlists that you've got just yeah floating around your head so then <clears throat> yeah. And then it's it's like it's like going, what sh- what shall I read? And then opening a door into the Alexandra yeah. Library and going, oh, <laughs> there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah, there's probably albums out there that I fucking adore, absolutely love the ass off of, <clears throat> and haven't thought about in two years. Yeah, it's what Dick Cheney would call an unknown unknown. <laughs> like I don't oh, even God know, bless. I don't know about it anymore. Music iconoclast. <laughs> one place i do encounter music is in movies i'm a film boy which is why oh. I, I see a lot of films and so a lot of music gets in there in the old brain mm. and ass um, as, as much as you don't I want especially... it to as, as hard as you try <laughs> to block it out and i feel a bit silly walking around listening to film soundtracks like away from the film i do but i love doing really? it it's, it's like probably the music i listen to the most you should feel silly I hate that. <laughs> no, you should. No, there's there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly normal. It's still music. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I I, I especially love people like Hans Zimmer, Michael Gauchino, mm. 
Michael Nyman, Trent yeah. Reznor, people who write really fucking good music. I know the Social Network soundtrack so fucking well, mm. but I could not tell you what the scenes look like that the tracks go to because I've only seen the movie twice. I think. I mean, what is what is music after all if not a soundtrack to somebody's life? Oh, twat! But really, in the end, aren't we all music? <laughs> in the end, doesn't film win? Aren't we all Michael Gauchino? <laughs> In a real, in a very real sense, aren't we all inside Michael Nyman? In, in a very literal sense, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Wait a minute. No, it's 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 for lis- it's for listening to. Sometimes dancing. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say because there's a lot of crossover. The last great movie soundtrack I heard was to this movie called Arcadia. It's a really fucked up movie if anyone gets a chance to see it. It's um, a little obscure. But the soundtrack was by uh, one member of Goldfrap and one member of Portishead. <laughs> and they, um, they got together and wrote this fucking killer soundtrack to this thing. This is the Britain we have all inherited. A land of incomparable beauty. really exciting it's quite dramatic it's excellent and so yeah you, you get this cross between mainstream and you know movie because everyone knows how mainstream porter said is we've got the posters the teenage girls up on their walls like the cheeky girls but not I <laughs> just the thing yeah. right? i was just gonna say that i find out about the bands that i love through music so often i found out about film, you cambria because yeah with film because i found music. out about Cap- <laughs> Uh, i find <laughs> this is i mean that's that's true that's very it's a true statement i do find out about the music i love through music <laughs> i used to read about him think oh that's, that's a good album <laughs> oh jesus i found out about coheed and cambria because of the trailer to, to that movie nine the sack people one. Oh yeah um yeah, cool muse because they're at the end of uh switchblade romance that was the first time i heard muse uh newborn is at the end of oh yeah yeah fucking hated so- the way that was used in that film <laughs> Spooky. Sophie and Stevens from Call Me By Your Name. Um, I yeah. did have a brief obsession with The Used after the trailer was um, for Clash of the Titans featured a song of this. None of that makes uh-huh. me look good. Was that was that Bird and the Worm? Yep. Bam. 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 That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. great fucking thing. Um... It's how I fan- find bands that I like, and even like the bands that come up in that cycle I mentioned, like Arcade Fire, Funeral came up in that list of um, you know, albums of the century or some oh, fucking yeah. thing. But I had brand recognition from the Her soundtrack. Funeral's a fucking great album. And The Suburbs ended up being... If, if we had decided to do this episode like we'd done previous ones and doing a top 10 albums of all time, yeah. it would have been tricky, but I think um, The Suburbs probably would have gotten on there. But I found them because uh, they were on one of these lists, and I recognized the name from her. That is a soundtrack okay. to her. And the same with Moby and the Bourne movies. Play would probably also be one on my on my list. It's, that's how I find these songs, and it then does go beyond movies, but movies is definitely mm. the gateway for me a lot of the time. That's that's really interesting, actually. As, as far as movie soundtracks go, they're pretty much my go-to for mm. writing. Ah. Um when I when I write I listen to I tend to listen to a few things it's either film soundtracks certain classical composers mostly Shostakovich mm. and, and Liszt just very bombastic mm. 
uh, Soviet <laughs> sort of um, energy m- motherfuckers. Yeah, and fuck you, um, writer's block. It has to be music written by people that have been banned from somewhere, uh, or <laughs> got a taste of oppression. Or, yeah, either that or Psytrance. Uh, Kicking tunes, thumping bass. God, I sound so <laughs> stupid. As far as my top 10, say, top 10 albums are concerned, it, hmm. it falls into a much more of a high-fidelity type autobiographical right. uh, That's list. That's really interesting because my very next thing I wanted to talk to you about is if music is more context-specific than other art forms are. Because I read a thing that said that most people will find their favorite album or song when they're 17, because that's when they learn to drive. So they're on the road for the first time, free, life ahead of them, so whatever on the radio becomes your shit. I never learned to drive, Uh, but it is true that music does take me back, like a smell can. Um, When I came to visit you in China, Daft Punk's Mm. Random Access Memories had just come out. And every evening after you started crying uncontrollably, I would listen to it (laughs) on my iPod Classic. And it's this really chilled out album. It's very disco inflected. (laughs) You know, the electronic is kind of dialed back, very much like Discovery. Um, And it's it's just such a fucking chill album. And it's it really takes me back to that really carefree period of um, just trying to blot out your desperate sobbing. Yeah, uh, my driving Mm. album was "Say Hello to Sunshine" by Finch. Um, ah. And I and I remember I remember it being such a big thing for me because I I really didn't like the album when it first came out. It was so different to their first album. But I I I did a lot of night driving at the time, and <clears throat> I just had these amazing memories of driving through country roads in Northampton, which is lovely because you're not in Northampton. No. <laughs> you have just just speeding around these country lanes at midnight with this really sort of brooding, mat- maturing uh, sound. Um, dodging the cultists. Dod- dodging the cultists. Alan Moore is clinging to the the, the, the boot of your car. <laughs> Let me in. Just catching says, a ride home. <laughs> yeah. I'll write an immersive graphic novel about this. Do you want to come in inside of the car? No, no, it's fine out here. <laughs> I'm John. I'm John Lennon as well. This is also my thing. It's, it's, and, and, and you know, I have all these. Some of the albums in my on my top ten are definitely ones that I I hmm. listened to when I was fifteen, like Origin of yeah. Symmetry, for example. Yeah. Uh, Lateralis. Both just. Oh wow! Yeah. T- two albums that as a 15 year old you know i shouldn't have i shouldn't have been allowed to hear because uh, not, not not sophisticated enough to hear that but i thought you were gonna say because it's got but, all the naughty words in it <laughs> muse muse never used to swear paul that's why they were so good not like now it's james like maynard keenan at one point he says bum he does say bum doesn't he right in the middle of schism <laughs> oh god <laughs> we discover our bums Bums, bums. <laughs> Sorry. Shit, the shittest English word that Maynard James Keenan could possibly say, or bees, <laughs> bees. Push bees on me. Push bees on me. We're not a He's genius. All these bees are an illusion. <laughs> but having said that, I really think that for me, content creates context. Right. It's a pre. It's a precursor. I I, there, I have albums that I've listened to in the last year that I have. Mm really vivid memories of time and place the i guess the the last one would be dance uh an album by dance gavin dance called acceptance speech i think it was it was something i listened to a couple of uh, maybe last summer and uh probably got into every time i listen to that band now i get the sort of early summer weather in england Mm. uh really bright days walking with the sun on my back really vivid memory it doesn't really matter when i've listened to it yeah well let's move on then f- from context to our actual tastes because mm. we've, we've kind of darted mm. around this a bit 
I do feel as though I should be able to, and I know this is wrong, I should be able to just sum up my musical taste with just a couple of words to categorize myself. Why would you do that? Well, I feel like I should be able to do that about my political views as well. I feel like there's a sturdiness to it. There's proof that you're correct if you can just be like, oh yes, liberal socialist, that's it. Feel free to Google my most sincerely held convictions. How do I feel about nuclear power again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I just see that Google page, please? Uh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> That's it. Someone asked me about that the other day, and I was like, ooh. You can't just put yourself into these rigid... You can't do it with either. No. Neither are good. If somebody says, uh, oh, post-hardcore, yeah, okay. If you... (laughs) What about the Smiths? Let me check the the graph. (laughs) The graph of where... What that means. And there's some bands, like, in it, and it's a big Venn diagram. (laughs) Oh, okay. You like that. You need a stern-looking guy in a big trench coat and sunglasses just to, like, shake or nod his head whenever you say a band to him. Oh, Divine Comedy, am I allowed to? No, no, sorry. Have you seen my hairstyle? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> it's, it's easy to some extent. I can say unabashedly my favourite kind of music is classical music. Yeah. And I also really like rock. Yeah. Um, But I also really like folk. Yeah. Electronic. Mm-hmm. And it changes because I went and saw the movie Studio 54 a few weeks ago. And it had all this classical, uh, classic disco music in it. Mm. And the sound system in the cinema was fucking great. Yeah. And the song You Make Me Feel Mighty Real by Sylvester. Oh, mate, that's such a good song. You make me feel mighty real. Yeah, Yeah. with that sound system, I just (laughs) thought, fuck this song. (laughs) (laughs) And it just makes me think, maybe every song that's been popular that I haven't liked, I just (laughs) haven't listened to it on the right sound system. Well, this is the thing. There is good in every genre, literally every genre, even Gabba. (laughs) I made a disco playlist about about four or five years ago now, Hmm. and uh, it... I, I don't know much about disco, but I found just off the top of my head, I could sure. recall about 10 tracks that I really fucking like that are really good. Yeah. I don't think I've come across a genre where I don't, I don't like anything, even gangster rap, even country yeah. music. You know, there's always there's always good and bad, mm. you know, and what, and what you said about your favorite music being classical, but you also like rock and, and mm. uh, country and now disco. That's not that's mm. not a label. You know, that's just that's you saying, well, you know, I'm I support nuclear <laughs> nuclear power however i'd like a push towards solar <laughs> i also you know believe in uh in a welfare state but i also think we should have a bit of a free market you know it's it's a, it's a similar sort of thing and yeah, it's, it's... it constricts you to you know to pigeonhole yourself you know let other people do that maybe but yeah issue by issue album by album exactly it's the way to kind of go exactly. it. especially with muse am i right <laughs> yeah well. fucking hell um i hate those bands where you have to qualify yeah it's like, oh, I really like that band, but specifically albums three through five. Yeah. And then again, it's like Fast and Furious, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's particularly Fast and Furious because if you admit to liking the whole franchise, you're admitting to some awfully <laughs> dodgy shit. Yep. And I think there's some bands that are similar. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, that's that's always a difficult <laughs> realization. It's, it definitely was when I was a teenager that, oh, not every band is going to mm. release good albums from beginning to end. Yeah. What's the biggest disappointment for you? Uh, what was the big one? like? Uh, Muse. It F- favorite music. band for the the longest time and um black holes and revelations mm. was the beginning of the right. decline for me some very good tracks on the album right. but i remember i remember listening to take a bow the the opening track to that album and i just yeah. realized that the lyrics were shit just terrible <laughs> right. and then once i'd once i'd realized that i, I couldn't not realize it for every consecutive mu- <laughs> news album and they had they had moments right. of resurgence I, I, I really enjoy the yeah. pomposity. The pomposity of Muse has never been a problem for me. Um, mm. Otherwise, you know, Origin, yeah. Origin of Symmetry wouldn't have been, it won't be one of, wouldn't be one of my favorite albums. But somewhere, right. somewhere between Absolution and Black Holes and Revelations, lyrically, he just went to mush. 
Maybe got lazy. Yeah. Maybe there's just there was no right. there was no sophistication to anything that he wrote anymore. Gone are the days of space dementia. There were there was some exceptions on the resistance. Uh, I think half of that was a very mm. very good album. And I thought, I oh maybe they're ones. you know maybe they're getting back. And then I remember listening to the second law and 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 then drones and <laughs> yeah, I have, and r- yeah I have really that. just just thinking he'd lost his way. That was that was the biggest disappointment. It just happens. Some bands yeah. go anthemic. Some lose their way, some split, you know, some split up or get new members and yeah. just go in different directions. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And, you know, I, I don't, I try not to let, take it too personally. It's just um, disappointing when yeah. it's had such, played such a big part of your life. In terms of like big disappointments for me, I tr- the main thing that gets to me is when I feel like the band has just become grumpy mm. <laughs> or, the, or the lyrics have just become grumpy. And I, I had this with Arcade Fire, actually. I mm. listened to their latest Everything Now. Yeah. And whereas The Suburbs was sort of railing against the confines of modern life and the ways in which it tries to sort of trap you in sort of regular um, in expectations and, you know, yeah. how the youth are really disaffected by things. There was something about Everything Now that was just a bit, oh, iPhones, right? <laughs> Have you noticed that everyone's just, you know, looking at their little devices, you know? And it's just like, yeah. oh, k- k- go get your shotgun and go on the Porsche <laughs> and just start <laughs> firing it into the air. And I, I had this with, um, actually, Smashing Pumpkins, the, the most recent album I really liked. What was it fucking called? Um, Monuments <laughs> to an Elegy, I really liked. But um, right. then the guy himself in interviews comes over as a really grumpy old fuck who's just like uh, <laughs> Billy Corgan. This comes over as, um, yeah, well, actually, I think this album's really good, and I think the critics just have it out for me because it's, like, too re- revolutionary for them, and it's, like, it's a fine album, Billy. Just, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. You need your little poxy songs. <laughs> it's the same as Finn Jones going, oh, it's Trump is the reason that people didn't like Iron Fist. It's like, <laughs> well, no. I'm gonna, I'm just going to be a friend here and say no. <laughs> Come on now, Finn. I mean, Get in the I box. Mean, that, 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 that. <laughs> Where you belong. This, this, this is an issue, actually. It's... um. It's, it's partly when you listen to interviews or, you know, read yeah. interviews with musicians or you watch music videos and yeah. you watch them and go, oh, you're a git. Yeah, which does happen. <laughs> I, I mean, there's something yeah. about the arrogance needed to really express yourself and get on top yeah. of the box and say, hey, everyone, I have this to say that, you know, it's, it's mm. going to lend itself to being a certain kind of character. Is Paul saying that everyone in mm. the music industry is a prick? Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, with that, uh, this I, I I have a pretty strict policy of never meeting your idols. Um, yeah, your Billy idols. Um, which, yeah, <laughs> Billy idols. Sorry, I keep meaning to say Billy idols. Um, <laughs> it's Cockney rhyming slang for idols. It's really lazy. <laughs> it's, it doesn't even work. But um, the yeah the, the the like like you said, it's the same with uh, comedians and uh, yeah. people in similar professions you know you've got to be a certain kind of person to to do that which is not mm. to say that you know every every musician is pompous or arrogant but mm. um most of them. You, 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 you need most of them <laughs> most of them. You, you need a you need conviction i think is the is the main thing because mm. i i know there's an artist called keaton henson who has such crippling anxiety that um when he first started playing he would only play to one person at a time and he made it Aww. into an exhibition <laughs> i know great. it's hard it's it's heartbreaking and really if you get if you get a chance you and everyone at home should listen to Deer by Keaton Henson. Is it really uh, aggressive it's... gangster rap? <laughs> Does he know who you are? Fuck you, motherfucker! I really like doing gangster rap, but I'm gonna get really embarrassed if my mum shows up. So I have to do it <laughs> one person at a time to make sure that she doesn't come up because I can't look at look at her over my spaghetti hoops. 
<laughs> Knowing if I have to sing Compton Mother Cunting Pimp one more time. <laughs> she right, just everyone, won't stand this for next it. one. <laughs> Compton Mother Cunting Pip. <laughs> Pip? Why not? Compton, sir. Compton. You know, like the raps. Like oh, in the rap God. games. Oh, I've heard of that Compton. It sounds horrible. It sounds lovely. All sorts goes on. But it but it's it's all about conviction and, and you know yes. sometimes you're gonna disagree with the conviction that modern life is rubbish and um, <laughs> which is not to say that the album Modern Life is rubbish is rubbish. It's, it's yeah. great. But it doesn't always happen. <laughs> but let me let me come back to the idea of me desperately trying to categorize myself in order to escape criticism because it didn't work. And it was very poor. Um yeah. but I really If anything it's gonna draw criticism. <laughs> it really did. It was the Worst idea. Yeah. Like a flat jacket painted with a bull's, bull's eye on it. <laughs> and also it's made of cheese. I thought if I could just say, I'm the heavy metal guy, that could just be it. And for a while mm. I did try at that, but I really wasn't a metalhead. I was trying to find well, nice, mellow, melodic rock via heavy metal. Because you, you, you get no respect saying, oh yeah, I actually prefer the Black Album to kill them all. You know, all the guys with, you know, who's actually got his face pierced with another guy. Just like through his nose, or just be like, get him! <laughs> I gravitated towards progressive and alternative metal, like Tool, System of a Down, Trivium, yeah. Alter Bridge, and, and stuff yeah. like Avenged Sevenfold and Disturbed. I was actually quite into new metal with an NU, with a, yeah. atom- a yes. atomic symbol. New. <laughs> new. New. new metal. New metal. Which is hilarious because the period in which I became a fan of it is described by Wikipedia as the decline. <laughs> 2000 of what of of, of world <laughs> of of new metal or, or of, metal? Of, of new metal of new metal is described as the decline oh, okay. period like, where I was listening to it spine shanks third album <laughs> and the, the period we're in now which is 2010 to present is apparently minor revival <laughs> yeah i've heard your revival <laughs> if you call yourself a metalhead then you have to do the metalhead yeah, things yeah you have to go all in if if you call yourself the if you're the metal guy, then you can't just you can't just be regular old Paul Salt who occasionally listens to Michael Nyman. You have to do the summer tour of yeah. eight different European festivals. Ultimately, I like a lot of things, and I have to take it song by song. But a lot of my feelings of insecurity stem from my inability to describe why I like some music and not others. And we talked about the lack of vocabulary. I like mm-hmm. I like melody. I think mm-hmm. I like a tune. And for me, that's mm-hmm. more important than a beat, although I do like a beat sometimes. And obviously yes. I like a beat to a melody, but if the song is just beat, I'm less likely to like it than if it had a good tune. I think that's important. Okay. And I like a falsetto okay. singing voice. I like a high singing okay. voice. I'm already out of my depth, but those <laughs> things... I think feeling those nervous. Things, feeling nervous, but I think those two truths... He's shaking, listeners. I can come away with. There's probably way more exceptions than there are to the than there are anything that confirms any of that. You can say for sure that that's what you like, but by saying that, mm. you're not saying that you don't like the alternative. Yeah, you're just you know you're, kind of... you're saying I I have I have a type, but yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll take anything. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying as singling out anything that I liked. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's I'm, fair I'm, enough. I guess. I guess I am. There, there, there are definitely things I'm partial to and a bit of a sucker sure. for. Partial yeah. is a good word to use there. It's not yeah. going to be a rule for me. I'm, I haven't got a checklist. Mm. I'm partial to falsetto. I'm partial to a good metal scream that sounds like somebody's about to puke. <laughs> and Do you have a good. Who's your best screamer? Uh, Jamie Lenman from Ruben, definitely. Ah. 
Yes, I'll uh, f- fair, fair use. I'll, I'll pop two <laughs> seconds of uh, this trademark <laughs> scream here. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to have to be one second. <laughs> but, um, Love it. And I'm also a real sucker for double bass drums, double bass pedals. Ah. Oh, just having a oh, digga, 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 digga. It's very good. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like, like I said, good, good in every genre. So it's, it's yeah. more about, it's more about finding stuff that I maybe didn't realize that I liked. Yeah. Um, although at, at this stage, you do really have to dig down into the sub genres to find those. Yeah. And that is that is the problem with labeling is 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 <clears throat> is having to then think about subgenres and and when you say oh I really like this band oh yeah what are they like well they're kind of like post math rock <laughs> combined with the dying embers of the hardcore movement oh. <laughs> and you just means nothing cradle to me. yourself <laughs> yeah categorization is only so helpful but you've segued quite neatly into this stupid challenge that you've devised so Yay. let's start well let's explain why have you yeah. done this. Well, what have you done, first of all? Because we haven't said. What what I have done is suggested to my esteemed mm. colleague, Paul Salt, mm-hmm. Paulus Saltinus, that <laughs> three songs yes. we recommend to each other with the hope of, well, my hope of testing the limits of Paul's musical tastes. Yeah. The same as what I was intending to do, but in a slightly yeah. different way, which we will come to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I personally recommended three things that I didn't think Paul had ever heard of. Uh, mm-hmm. Three genres that I Success. presumed that uh, you're not that well versed in. Success, yeah, there too, I think. Yeah, and um, also I recommended three songs that were over six minutes long. Yes. Each. Fucker. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no worries. All right, let's do your three first. So, so the, the, the first one that I thought of, this was a, an, an easy one, was mm. Atlas by Battles. <laughs> This sound works to varying degrees on this album, and then with uh, their, their second album, Gloss Drop, they went in a slightly glamier, polished direction. But it's it's oh. very it's quite experimental. It's quite progressive. Certainly, a lot of vocoders are being used. I think that's the right word. <laughs> but it's it's very atmospheric, and I really wanted mm. to. When I was thinking of songs that I could recommend to you to sort of see, you know, to see how you'd deal with them, this yeah. was really the first one that came to mind. Um, just be- because it's not really like much else that I've heard. Sure, absolutely. In my, in my well, limited experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really liked it. It was really fun. Um, the first thing I wrote down when those drums started and the sort of guitar kind of comes in is, oh, it sounds like Manson. And that's another one of those bands where it's like, oh, yeah, he hmm. exists. I don't know describing yeah. <laughs> him as a band, but, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> he's, you know what he's, I mean. He's more, he's more than a person. He's a brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a Russell brand. Force. He is. Um, I've got his pencil case. He's a rust- rustling in the bushes. <laughs> He's a Willem Dafoe style treat. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought about that first. Then the lyrics kick in, that sort of very surreal um, yeah. lyric. And I thought it reminded me of Parade by uh, Susumu Hirasawa from Paprika. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, was something I heard quite recently. And it was another song I was like, God, I was listening to that every day for a week or so as well. Mm-hmm. Better go yeah. back to these things, but yeah, I really liked it. I liked its quirkiness. I really liked that beat, the sort of energy of it. The, the, the song's got a really great progression to it. Yeah, um, it, it it like layers. 
It's got this really, this really cool atmosphere, especially when you actually know what the lyrics are. When you can actually, when you actually just read them, um, <laughs> I will probably do that at some stage. It, it, it makes me think of, uh, makes me think of forests at night and um, <laughs> uh, running, running through in a very dreamlike way, being pursued by something. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh God. It is the Willem Dafoe soundtrack. Track one, <laughs> side one. <laughs> Just um, that song with just a tight close-up on his <laughs> face, smiling throughout the whole thing. Really glad you liked it. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, next one. Okay, the next one was uh, something from the Psytrance genre. Psytrance being short for psychedelic trance. Is it related? Um, is that what Psy Duck evolves into? Yes. <laughs> it, do, it does. He's horrendous. He's just on the pills. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's upsetting. That's, ups- more, that's upsetting now, Paul. Thank you. Um, Psytrance is a genre that I got into around the age of 18. Which is, it's, it's to be separated from more circusy pop, poppy trance. DJ right. Sammy type stuff, you know. It's it's less. We about all remember the, DJ Sammy. It's less about. We all remember DJ Sammy. We all remember less, the soaring. Lest we forget. Here's a bit of. Here's a bit of DJ Sammy. Now, not really. I'm not putting DJ Sammy in this <laughs> fucking worry. podcast. Put it back in. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Don't turn in. off. It has occasional melodies, but it's more about the textures, the the bass lines, and the the the. The kick drum and yeah. <laughs> kicking tunes, thumping bass, and um, <laughs> pounding it's, it's house. More about the, the it's <laughs> Andy Pandy. <laughs> it, it, there's, there's more emphasis on yeah the kick, kick and the bass. The tracks are way longer. There's more time to get into the the, the meat of mm. it, the, the trance of it. Um, yeah, that four four beat is very good for just moving into the background of your uh, concentration. Right. Um, I didn't know if it would be good for exercising. Uh, yes, I, I imagine it would. <laughs> exercising, uh, writing. The track is Bone Storm by Frozen Ghost. A lot of the sampling comes from the Bone Storm episode of The Simpsons, but with a couple of other things yeah. thrown in for good yeah. measure. One of my favorite Simpsons clips of all time is in there, and it's from, I think it's from the episode where he becomes uh, Fallout Boy, and it's just uh, Mm. Homer saying, careful now. Yes. As they're smashing through his wall. Yes. Careful now. (laughs) There's a a lot of good stuff in there. Now, with recommending Psytrance to you, I was Mm. curious. Right. We've had conversations in the past where it's been implied that maybe it wouldn't be your kind of thing. So, and Psytrance also has these these subgenres. So you have more plodding prog trance and you have really mm. frenetic forest side, which is more about textures and effects over this really fast consistent baseline it's got a very right. very high bpm mm. it's it's really infuriating if you're not into <laughs> into it <laughs> um 
and you get more tuneful full-on trance, and then this is somewhere in the middle it's hectic i think but it's, it's got a melody the bass line carries the tune yes and it it's does, also yeah quite funny so i thought this would be really accessible yeah it was funny and i did like the melody i like the sort of electronic uh, sound the sort of very bassy yeah. sound that accompanies the yeah. whole thing. I thought that was really cool. It had a really good energy. It did yeah. feel it went on a bit. And actually, I didn't say that about the previous one too, um, Atlas, which is that the gap between yeah. there's a long gap between the first sort of yeah. uh, block of um, the high pitched yeah. vocals and the second block, and yes. that period goes on for a bit long for me. Um, but okay. of course, if you're doing something like thrashing your brains out in a clubular thing or uh, <laughs> writing a novel for example you might in a club you might appreciate yeah. in a clubathon in a neil clubathon you might appreciate it more <laughs> that is definitely um that is definitely true the, the mm. other thing is when you're yeah when you're listening to an album or a lot of the time when you're listening to psytrance you might be listening to a mix and you could be lis- listening to an hour set where there's no mm. beginning or end really it's just yeah. it's just a continuation of the 4-4 beat yeah um the first time I listened to them, I was just sat listening to them. I did that. And I never do that with music, yeah. incidentally. I never just sit. Yeah. I don't sit into the armchair and crank the Wagner. I, just, <laughs> um, I usually listen whilst I'm doing things or walking around. And this is good yeah. walking music. It's good music for when mm. you're walking around and sort of, you know, <laughs> speed walking, doing the pace. But um, yeah, actually sitting in your armchair listening to it, it's... Um, well, your heart gets going and you just sat there. Which, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like looking at any picture of Tom Hiddleston. There's only so much you can you can take before uh, before you get <laughs> fucking bored. <laughs> yeah, well, that well, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Lovely. I uh, should cool. I'll make I'll make you I'll make you a tape. Great. A cassette, please. Right, third up. Third one. Let's just get straight in with the title. It's Pillow Talking by Lil Dicky. Damn. L tap twice on some ass like grams. This track is a is a sketch, basically. It's a skit of uh, yes. these two people who have just finished fucking. And, uh, yeah. Although, uh, his pronunciation of... Um, fucked he didn't pronounce anything after the u yeah <laughs> yeah we just we just fu. We just <laughs> yeah it's it's great but you um, heard the whole word it's really bizarre i can't do it yeah he's a very talented guy there's <laughs> a lot of um it, it's just about these these two yeah they're Pillow they're talking. really awkward conversation once they realize they don't actually have that much in common and they, they <laughs> annoy the fuck out of each other and they keep trying yeah. to bring it back to this this like this baseline yeah. of amiability but yeah. they they disagree on everything like the the like <laughs> god and aliens and uh vegetarianism and <laughs> the big things yeah the the the, the real big things a, a lot of his stuff it's it's very self-deprecating yes comedic stuff but he's it's very it is very smart it's uh it is funny and he's got a crazy flow he's very very good yes it really is he's got a tremendous amount of skill and yeah, a great sort of knack for um, turns of phrases that are really funny. Yeah. Bringing up fucking dinosaurs. Like, we could have shared the earth with them. Nobody yeah, knows. There's hard soil evidence, girl. Like, what's next? You don't fuck with Pangea? I never appreciated the flexibility of, um, do you fuck with? 
as yeah. a thing. <laughs> what if? Why doesn't yeah. God fuck with aliens? You know, do you fuck with yeah. the war? Like, meaning, war. do you do you interact with it, or do you? It's a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> for, um, yeah, are you, it's like, <laughs> yeah. are you into? I guess she like I have a brother. I like oh what he do. She like he in the army. Oh, true. Do you fuck with the war? There are some fucking brilliant lines in this. Uh, <laughs> what you just you just reminded me of. What's next? You don't fuck with Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> the contrasting of sort of slang and um, very technical fucking terms. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right off the bat, you've got sort of. Do you agree with that assessment or something like that? It's um, yeah, it's really good. I think, I think it's a really it's a really nice mix. It's this really yeah. this ironic like casual throwing around of bitch and hoe and and, yeah. and things like that with this vulnerable petty guy it's a really funny mix um yeah there's something very disarming about his voice yeah. though it but makes then, a the, line yeah. like um oh do you believe in god bitch she like that's no coincidence huh? i call that shit god I'm like, oh, you're religious, bitch. You know, like, which sounds like it should be very aggressive, but it's just sort of said like, oh, bitch, dude. It's really yeah. nice. Like you'd say it over tea. <laughs> what lovely boy. Oh, fuck. One of my it's... favorite lines in there is just something like, she's trying to get an Uber and she says something like, um, download quick. They have a stronger presence out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd really recommend listening to the rest of his album. It's a, it's a very similar similar thing. And initially I was like, oh, he's, he's throwing bitch around an awful lot. But I really, I, yeah. I think it's with the same sort of self-awareness that he's, that, he's, that he's bringing to it. It reminded me of like the Concours. It was really well written. I really liked the lyrical yeah. style, the skill behind it. It was, yeah. and like you say, I loved how self-deprecating it was. And it was just really, really fucking funny. So yeah, that was probably my favorite of the three. Oh, cool. I'm uh, really glad yeah. to hear that. She listened to Professional Rapper. It's a track that he does with Snoop Dogg. Well, that's the name of the album, wasn't it? The um, yeah. that, that appeared on. Yeah, yeah. it is. I love the album cover that popped up on my Spotify, where it's like his CV for being a rapper written out in pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. All right, hold up. Just because we're not running around with a bow and arrow doesn't mean we're not hunting these chickens. We just set the place to do our hunting intelligently enough to manipulate these animals and get them to do exactly what we want. That's my point. We just incubate animals instead of letting them live how they come. Yeah, but... That's your god at work, bitch. Like, we go hard on Earth. All right, then. I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Explain yeah. yourself. Okay. I can't do this. <laughs> um, can't. It's tough, isn't it? Um, <laughs> if this is about us sharing songs that we've encountered whilst exploring the fringes of music, uh, the treasures that we have unearthed, I really didn't think when you first suggested this I'd have anything for you. I have since reevaluated that, but we'll come to that. Um, mm. I just thought uh, my comfort zone. You're mu- you like more music than I do. So if you imagine the little city that is me, the music I like, it's within the country that is just your musical tastes. <laughs> it's um, you know, it, oh. it's I'm I'm not gonna have anything, you know, that's mm. that you've not heard. So I was gonna you've have got to leave a fiefdom my... though that I've never visited. None well, of my that's tax the thing. inspectors have ever been there. <laughs> I have a neighboring country that's fucking bizarre. Initially, I thought. I'm going to have to go mainstream because that's the main place where I know I won't bump into you. Mm. So (laughs) firstly, you had once revealed to me in a drunken stupor in China that um, you had trouble enjoying music from pre-1980 or so. might have been 1970, I forget, uh, because Mm. of the production value with... With with a few exceptions. Okay. So advantage, advantage me... Because after being given a CD of the 100 Greatest Guitar Solos as a teen, I got super mm-hmm. into classic rock. 
Nice. All sorts, and uh, none more so than Led Zeppelin, who briefly, not briefly actually, for a good long time, I'd have described as my favorite band of all time. They'd still be up there. Oh, cool. Um, so what to recommend from one of the most impressive libraries of hits ever assembled? Um, I thought about avoiding Stairway to Heaven because, you know, it's the song everyone learns when they're learning to play guitar. So <laughs> maybe one of their epic 10-minute odysseys. But then I suddenly felt, for some reason, I can't say why, that you would have trouble taking seriously some of the more fantastical ones. Like, I can't remember okay. which song it is. It might be Kashmir, but there's just the line, Ooh, in Jodenheim. <laughs> I just thought... Well, in the Battle oh. of Evermore, there's the ring race ride in black, ride on, and it's like, I don't know, I just well, thought, <laughs> I you find it silly. I do sound. listen to Viking metal, so well, okay. Well, that might know, have been a safer I think, bet. I think then. I'd be okay with it. And, and now you mention a ten minute epic, <laughs> I'm definitely more more enthused. So fuck. Okay, so I fucked this up. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything else, yes. Um, (laughs) I decided wrongly, it turns out, to go for one of their human (laughs) ones. But but which one? You've got Whole Lot of Love, which is the top of the Pops theme. um, Ah, which I know. Yeah. Yep, and it's surprisingly filthy, I think. Not many people realize it eventually turns into him just faking an orgasm um, and saying lyrics such as, I'm going to give you every inch of my love. And I want to be your backdoor man. So. <laughs> Thought that might have been. I want to be you, a big filthy. bum man. <laughs> yeah. Let me in there. <laughs> I'm knocking. Um, I thought you might be prejudiced against Black Dog because it's Georgie Dawes' entry music on Shooting Stars. I didn't want that association. <laughs> You know, would I baby. not have loved it? <laughs> <laughs> would I? <laughs> but ultimately, I decided I might have been overcomplicating things. So, good times, bad times first track yeah. from the first album of the first Led Zeppelin uh, <sighs> that opening chord was the first thing that most people heard of Led Zeppelin and it changed rock forever what did you make out of it you prick yeah it's quite good yeah no I, I actually enjoyed it I don't know why I don't listen to these bands really it's not that I dislike yeah. it it's when, when, I, when I grew up I, it wasn't anything that my parents listened to um, <laughs> uh, it was it was Beatles Sex Pistols then Meatloaf and Jimmy yeah. Somerville um, so so it, it never really featured, um, and it was yeah. just never something in my arsenal. We should just briefly mention, sorry, because we talked about our musical tastes. I think parents' tastes do play into it a little bit, because you do mm. grow up hearing that music. And the uh, one of my earliest memories I have is of walking into my living room, and my parents were playing on their great big sound system, mm. uh, Money, by Pink Floyd. They were huge Pink Floyd fans. Nice, yeah. So I did have quite a lot of those classic straight rock people, like uh, Fleetwood mm. Mac, and uh, Deep Purple and such, and um, mm. King Crimson playing. So I think that informs oh, wow. things. Did you did you grow up with 21st century schizoid man? I don't know what that is. <laughs> really? What's that? Have I fucked up? Isn't that, isn't that King Crimson? Maybe. I must admit that although... Uh, you know what? If I played it, I'd f- probably fucking... I'd be all over it. 
like a like a bad rash. Oh man, like a rashy rash. I'll link I'll link you to it later. It's the only King Thank Crimson you. song I know, and it's um it's fucking great. The other Led Zeppelin song I know is Immigrant Song. Oh yeah, which yeah, which, which it's a great. song I also considered, and I really love. do. I prefer the Carano version. Maybe. <laughs> Have you heard the Tool version? Oh no, that was no quarter. <laughs> Carano, Damn. that's what you said. I thought you said Carano, and I was like, what? Tajina Carano? I much prefer the Falco version. <laughs> I also almost recommended When the Levee Breaks, which has a fucking great... You'd know it. Which I've heard of. Anyway, Anyway, sorry, sorry, but yeah, good times, Mm. bad times. This is... um, The first thing I wrote down was that uh, I I was sitting on a cushion cross-legged with with my headphones on. (laughs) And I thought of all those really cliche cinematic moments where a kid in the 70s in bell bottoms is sitting on a pastel cushion listening to the first rock song that blows his mind. (laughs) And I I really enjoyed the... um, the the fact that it kept it's it kept the same rhythm from verse to chorus it had a really nice song progression mm. and it's really satisfying when the verse mm. finished and it goes into the the chorus it's the same it doesn't mm. change it's not like you get to the end of the verse and it goes dun 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 dun, dun. and now we sing the chorus it was very much a <laughs> yeah was, yeah it just slips yeah, in very very seamless i really like that um i really like the the there's yeah. a sneaky little kick drum in there going through through the verse um yeah just a really nice thing that they didn't draw too much attention to um it was a really good really catchy song it was and that's really what it needed yeah. to be as the sort of first song on their first yeah. album they needed something that was just going to kick people right up the i think yeah it my, my, my one issue with it is that it fades out at the end and i mm. really dislike it when songs fade out <sighs> that's May- fair and I w- um i i don't like it either i like a song to have a, an ending yeah it does bug me maybe especially because it fades out as he's singing a new verse it's, yeah um it, it, it wasn't even <laughs> was a re- it wasn't even a repeat it was um <laughs> I've got some new stuff for you. Maybe the producer just got bored. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great, lads. Great. Next one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's the 60s. It still happens now. There are are bands that I really like that will occasionally fade a track out. Why? Why would you do that? (laughs) Turning it up to compensate. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Keep hold of the song. Maybe if you turn it up to 11, it keeps going. This one's for the secret fans. You did ever so well to get to the best bit of the song. You know the code. Yeah, you win. <laughs> if you're if you're one sort of complaint about um, good times, bad times is that it's sort of um, you didn't get to hear the very end of it, and I think that's a good. I mean, that's a good thing. I would say so. <laughs> Yay! Okay, moving on then. So, secondly, you would confess that you didn't enjoy easy listening. Now, I must confess that I don't know quite what that means. Um, Wikipedia tells me that easy listening is an antiquated term that has since been replaced by the term adult contemporary, which is much broader and means a lot of other things too. Oh, thanks, Um, Wikipedia. But I had started listening to this playlist earlier, several weeks earlier, called Easy 90s. It was just in my Mm. Spotify thing, so I thought, oh, give it a go. Um, I was amazed at how pure that nostalgia hit actually was. Mm. Of just, fuck, I never knew what the song was even called, but now I'm hearing it. I'm just <laughs> a puddle on the fucking floor. <laughs> I'm a jizz cloud. <laughs> that's that's my soul jizzed. 
And I thought, okay, well, it's called Easy 90, so surely I could find something that counts as easy listening that I could also just devastate my entire soul with and mm. yours. Uh, the easy standout for me was Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Yes. Very obviously a fucking great song. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. Lying naked on the floor. Just seemed really well written. Which I agreed. Lovely melody. Oh. Yeah, you went ahead and agreed, you bloody spanner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd already you already knew of it you already loved it so fuck it and it's also i read yeah. um the most what is it the most played song in australia since records began so i imagine that you'd just be able to open a window and just listen carefully oh it's playing right now there's a <laughs> tramp singing it outside <laughs> they count tramps in this count <laughs> <laughs> they've all got qr codes <laughs> welcome back to australia's favorite tramp <laughs> Nothing's right, I'm torn. <laughs> God, he's good. Um, yeah. So failure there. I went back to the playlist and yeah. found the next one, which really sort of hit me, which was Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Uh, you play well yeah. like that too. Yeah, big fan of that. Nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah. The issue, the issue is, I wouldn't, yeah, by easy, easy listening, I wouldn't Classify class these 90s pop Soft rock. as easy listening. Yeah. That's fair yeah. enough. We, we grew up in the 90s. Uh, it just happens that I love a lot of the pop songs. I even like Mambo Number no. Five. Yeah. Oh God. So like, God. like the rest of the world, I decided to abandon the '90s because they were too perfect. Um, <laughs> and I moved on to the third thing I knew about you: uh, that you don't keep up with the pops. You don't listen to the yeah. top of the pops. So surely I could find some overly produced, artificial but surprisingly beautiful song in the charts. I love the music from mm. Gem and the Holograms. Find something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it sounds cool. like that. Um, so I asked a friend what a current what the current incarnation of S Club Seven is, and they told me it was that they thought it might be Little Mix, who haven't released an album in two years. Get in the bin. In the bin. Cretin, your friend. Ugh. So I had to resort. I hope to- they're listening now. <laughs> Get out. So I had to resort to the charts, and I decided I was going to listen to all ten songs in the singles chart and find some new classic I could love and get used to love too. Easy. I didn't get Ooh. on well. <laughs> um. It has all grown on me as the thing, but nothing initially made that personal connection. Mm. Most of them are about hitting the club with your posse, driving the Jag or Ferrari, hop on the stew, jump on the coup, flexing on bitches as hard as I can, eating halal, driving the lamb. How many (laughs) fucking cars do you need, Cardi B? (laughs) Did you use the Jag to drive to the coop? (laughs) About fucking global warming. That's my halal car. It was all very materialistic, very yeah. auto-tuned, much bass. Wow. Doge was five years ago. <laughs> Bin. Um, well, fuck me. So anyway, Shotgun by George Ezra was number one when I was listening. Mm. And it's fun, but it has a bass line that sounds like, you know, when you fart whilst you're walking. <laughs> I'll be riding shotgun underneath the horse. <laughs> what? Is, Why is, did you write a poopy fart song, George Ezra? <laughs> Is, is it followed by the sound of a, of a well-spoken middle-class Englishman going, whoops, whoops, <laughs> <laughs> <Oopsie-daisy. laughs> You had a really nice song about being on an island and then you put your smelly butt sounds in it. What did you do that for? Your, your poppy bum tunes. <laughs> it's another poppy bum tune by George Ezra. <laughs> but yeah, like Solo, um, a song that seems to be about masturbating, which is fun. But it has this weird hooting thing by Demi Lovato. Like, at one point, she just does this weird sort of um, woo, woo, woo. 
And when she did it, I kept imagining her face like extending like Pingu. <laughs> <laughs> that was Demi Lovato there <laughs> with her new fucking single Mwap Mwap came in at a tight number two after George Ezra's, George Ezra's latest, latest poppy bum sound a poppy Christmas pops for Christmas <laughs> oh, I'll be sending my pop. <laughs> <laughs> I quite liked 2002 and I'll be there. It bums me out a little that this chick is like singing like um I will always remember it's 2002. It's like fuck off. That was not long <laughs> enough ago for you to be all hazy about. Well, I mean that was 15 16 years ago. When was summer of 69 written? <laughs> exactly, never I nearly recommended Leave a Light On Because it really made me laugh How much Tom, Tom Walker fucking belts out that chorus lyric He's just like <laughs> I know And I will leave a light on <laughs> If you've lost your way yeah, I will leave the light on Thanks For you that's, that's helpful, thank you Daughter, in case you come back late don't mention it! <laughs> I'm a good dad! <laughs> oh god, fuck it, we're nearly there. Um, okay. Anyway, Ape Shit by Beyonce and Jay-Z was in there, which I nearly recommended, but it wasn't quite what I was going for. I wanted pop, okay. and that was very yeah. much whatever that sound is. Um, I, did, I do like the fact that throughout the song, Beyonce occasionally goes, rawr! <laughs> I, I hope it's as lackadaisical as that. It, it really rawr. is. She just goes, rawr! rawr! It's like, oh, that's a bit scary, Beyonce. Not even trying anymore, are you, Beyonce? Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm Beyonce now. <laughs> Not even trying to scare us. <laughs> nearly went, nearly went with Reputation by Valentine's Day star Taylor Swift. But ultimately, okay. I did prefer the chorus to No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. <gasps> So, thoughts. Well, a quick a quick word on modern pop. I mm. do like a lot of modern pop. I've been okay. known to enjoy a Taylor Swift. Yep. Um I think the the probably the the peak of pop, the peak of recent pop peak of is Gautier, some someone that I used to know. Okay. Somebody that I used to know. Um but pop is pop is good mm. in my books okay. for 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 consistently getting good tunes. Lyrically not not always so much. Not very challenging. Good tunes go a long long way. Yeah. yeah. And um, this is a very, very good example of that. Yeah. It's got these vibes of uh, 90s Dane Bauer, Victoria Beckham <laughs> joints. <laughs> it, but it's a really, like, at first I thought it was, you know, this nice, light, airy track. Uh, I was a little bit bothered that maybe it wasn't going to be as catchy as I, as I thought. Yeah. But when the chorus came in, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that it's not catchy. It's incredibly memorable. Yes. Her voice is amazing. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. Her voice is incredible. Mm. Um, I, I really enjoyed the sparse backing music. It reminded me a lot, for no real reason, of Elbows Build a Rocket Boys. <laughs> it let the voice be 
the main instrument right. and it really drove the melody and drove the song yeah um she's got a really good strong voice for it i loved how uplifting the track is yeah. and how dramatic the chorus is just from her voice alone yeah because the all, the rest of the music is just a bass line and drums and the occasional sort of fart of a um <laughs> of a george ezra like a synth pad yeah <laughs> which I did enjoy, but uh, yeah, it's just a balls out sincere yeah, pop song. It is. I, d- I did find that lyrically there wasn't much going on. No, not uh, really. after, after listening to all of these tracks, I, I then read the lyrics mm. and um, varying levels of uh, goodness. Yeah. This is, this, this is definitely not a song for the lyrics, but the, the voice, the voice is enough, man. It's, That's... it's a really, really good, track that was the standout for me is her voice especially during the chorus yeah. where it has this really sort of powerful yeah. kind of anthemic feel to the whole thing it also has a really interesting i know there's this you know vacu- vacuous vacuous is that the word fatuous it's i know it's fatuous fatuous that's the one fucking hell factuous i know it's quite factuous but um <laughs> the music video was fact. really interesting they actually built a yes a christopher nolan style rotating hallway for her to sort of dance around she credits fred astaire but it's mm. fucking it's nolan damn it you can tell it's Nolan through and through. Fred Astaire was inspired by Christopher Nolan, the idea of what he would be. <laughs> yep. um, he went through a wormhole, <laughs> pushing books out into Fred Astaire's lounge. <laughs> and also, whilst we're on things that are outside of the song, I think I quite like Grande as a person because she she's mm. reacted really coolly to the whole Manchester travesty that happened. Oh, yeah. um, in addition to sort of hosting, oh well, in addition to sort of having this big reunion concert where she got a number of huge people, the only one of which I can remember is Justin Bieber, annoyingly, uh, but she got a lot of her pop friends to come back and do a concert for you know the survivors and such, and then she got the Manchester Working Bee uh, tattooed onto her, oh, which is quite a show of solidarity. Cool. So yeah, yeah, and I think Manchester six, named six. her as like a you know one of those honorary citizens or something. They gave her one of those big keys that gets you into oh. the goat hut. It's key to the to the local Greggs. <laughs> You know, all the sausage rolls you like, Ariana. Yeah. Opens at six, but you can get there from five. <laughs> Beth will let you in. Get them when they're still hot. <laughs> you got a five minute window. <laughs> Run, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running, I'm running. No, she's got a fantastic voice. Yes. She's got a really, really great voice. And she has. actually, uh, looking forward to seeing, listening to a bit more of Ariana Grande. Well, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, glad to hear it. Loving, I'm living, so we turn it up. Yeah. We turning it up. So I have one slot left. Um, yes. So I thought I'd, I'd actually I'd be unusual and I'd do what you just asked me to do in the first place. Um, and suggest a song I really <laughs> like, but which I'm not sure you would. Uh, which um, mm. felt horrible. Felt made me feel really vulnerable. <laughs> not hiding behind some dodgy conceit. <laughs> there was something about, okay, all of musicdom. Recommend three things. And it was like, uh, yeah, sums you up as a person. You had all of music, and you picked these three. <laughs> Wrong of you, fucking clown. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I picked your Belgian things by the Mountain Goats. Obviously, yeah, naturally. The men were here to get your Belgian things. They'll store them for you in an airplane hangar. There's guys in biohazard suits. What do you think? Where, where that friend of mine would call certain films, Paul films. Okay. This is absolutely something that Nell would call Paul music, by which she basically means folk music. Okay. And um, uh, otherwise, you know, means something very good. <laughs> I this this is this is uh, this is exactly the kind of music that I'm into. Lovely, good stuff. One of. 
<laughs> one of the <laughs> one things. of the very ones. Um, the thing, the thing, the two things that stood out uh, musically, hmm. th- th- whether it's simple or not, I'm not, I'm not sure, but quite again, quite simple, hmm. quite sparse, um, and a lyrical ease that I found really enamoring. Yeah, that w- it really stuck with me mm. because it, it 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 took me back to a certain time of my life i think it was the winter of 2007 mm. back in london i was spending a lot of time walking around greenwich park reading mm. kafka and <laughs> listening to a lot of patrick watson and when i listened to this track yesterday morning mm. um i was sitting on sitting on my cushion with a heater because <laughs> it's cold it's cold in melbourne apparently <laughs> surprisingly it actually gets cold here um I had a, the exact same feel, mm. and it, it fit it fit the weather and it fit the <laughs> the mood, yeah, really really well. It was surprisingly evocative. Sure, I thought. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I mean, I love it because yeah. I, I really dig the guy's voice. I, I don't know how you describe yeah. the sort of timber he's got going on, but it's um very distinctive. Nasal. Yeah, kind of nasal. Just um, I really yeah. like it. A tiger's never gonna change its stripes. I guess. I guess. Jesus, what a mess. One way in, no way out. It's it's very gen- very gentle. Yeah. Um, con- considered sort of voice it matches <laughs> the lyrics really well. It's got a kind of you know really good narrative to it. Mm, it has. It's it's really quite impressively written. I think there's a real poetry to the way in which it's written, and it does something which yeah. a lot of the music I like does, which is it has incredibly ambiguous lyrics. Um, it's clear yes. that you know I've seen all sorts of descriptions about it that say oh it's about because the whole album is apparently about a bunch of people that he knew back when he was a um, drug addict. Uh, okay. And so it's clear someone's disappeared. And men have come to take away things that used to be important to her, you know, and it's a there's a great sense of portentousness to it and a, a dread to it, I feel, and a tremendous sadness to the idea that men are very callously mm. handling things, you know, with their biohazard suits and the mud on their rubber boots, you know, and they're mm. just marching into this house and taking things that used to be important out of it is what I get from it. And so there's a sense of real sadness to it. Yeah. Mm. I did um, actually, and I was on a lyrics website, and somebody did think that it was a song about an explosion in a meth lab. Yeah, I read that one, and I wasn't um, too convinced. Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't scream explosion in a meth lab. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but the um, for me, the lyrics were just just totally about the past tense, about things already happened. Yeah, I had this this melancholy. This, I had this melancholy room in my mind that was cold and bare, and the, you know the person feeling much the same. Yeah. Um and just some some really beautiful lyrics mm. the like the the line about walking gingerly across the bruised earth yeah and all all the, all the things about the men like the faceless nameless men coming in and taking all of her things which yeah. are just things now not you know not not specific possessions yeah it was um yeah it p- played played on that that melancholy of things gone things lost and never coming back yeah which uh, the, um, the acoustic guitar is weirdly capable of it's just this i don't yeah. think i've ever heard an acoustic guitar being played on its own and just especially in a plucking kind of way you know when you're strumming i guess right. it's different but in a plucking way it's just like oh god we're gonna die at some point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's what i get out Eventually. of this performance of hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> thanks mate ruined this <laughs> fucking barbecue you ruined <laughs> christmas again <laughs> i also want to point out the mountain goats have a real knack for naming their songs um other songs from that album include um, Linda Blair was born innocent, 
um, all up the seething coast, and pigs that ran straight away into the water triumph of. <laughs> now that first one reminds me of an anal cunt song, <laughs> which is which is called Hitler was a sensitive man. I'm sure they're quite similar. <laughs> oh, good! I'll listen to that one next. <laughs> Be sure you do. Anal cunt. Follow it. You can follow it up with hammer smashed face, <laughs> and I come blood. What was the great one I used to listen to that had songs like um, Disgustipated? And there was... I'm going to look this up and it's going to be fucking... Yeah, Disgustipated is Tool. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was something like dis- d- Fermented Awful Discharge or something. Cannibal Corpse? Is that who it was? Hold on. Necrophagist. Sorry. Oh, okay. He used to have great songs. Stab Wound. Extreme Unction. <laughs> <laughs> Sweaty Discharge. Foul Body Autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> Body or body? Father, can we body? <laughs> body. <laughs> George Ezra is coming, coming back with a hit Christmas anthem. <laughs> the hit Christmas thrasher. <laughs> Foul body autopsy. Oh, fuck me. Oh, God. Onset of putrefaction. So maybe these were like a bunch of guys working in a morgue. And they were just like, you know what? They were looking through the report. Onset of putrefaction. Hmm. Hang on. Hang on. There's a, there's a hit song in this one. Come on, lads, grab your guitars. <laughs> one and a two and a three and a four. <laughs> it's great. How do you spell that, brilliant. Graham? <laughs> yes, great, lads. Brilliant. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked your Belgian face anyway. Bye. <laughs> yeah. The mountain goats. How could I not? <laughs> I can see you in my sleep. Playing the points for all your work Walking gingerly across The bruised earth It's a lovely song. And after that, just sort of idly chatting with you, I mentioned um, Pure Comedy by um, yes. Father John Mystery, uh, which you also really liked. Yes. So yeah. I could have just done this sincerely. I could have just done the thing that you asked me to and just named three songs. Oh, well. You could have done it genu- genuinely, but you also did did do it genuinely, I think, because uh, you recommended some stuff yeah, that I liked. I wouldn't have thought you'd have you know, gotten much out of Led Zeppelin and Ariana Grande, and I'm delighted that you did. So I'd say this yeah. was, uh, as part of the initial scorn I hurled at you, I think this was a successful experiment, sir. You heard that right, listeners. This podcast was a success. <laughs> in spite of what you may have heard and thought. <laughs> thought for the last hour. In spite of overwhelming evidence. You're wrong. We had fun. <laughs> oh, Didn't we? And that was the one benefit? I don't know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> oh, is there anything else to say on music? You write music sometimes. Yeah, you write, I do. Occasionally. I mean, yes. written all the music for this and other things. I've got a whole bunch of songs just waiting to be used um, <laughs> that I wrote in the past. And more podcasts that we do. And a whole bunch that I've lost. I also also occasionally play the guitar and write write songs on that. Lovely. But I haven't been, hadn't had the conviction needed <laughs> or the lack of self-awareness to perform it for any, for anyone. Ex- except, except, except right now, okay, gang. Okay. That's right. Playing is out. <laughs> it's Paul Goodman. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't played, the gu- haven't played the guitar to anyone for a while. The last time I did it was when I was trying to seduce Nell. <laughs> it's the only thing, only thing music's good for. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone we've mentioned has just been trying to get laid. Yeah. Ariana Grande, <laughs> famous for it. Yeah, she's got nothing. No one wants her. <laughs> nothing going for her. No, I'm, you know what? I'm sick of stunning looks, said the world. <laughs> can't, can't have any more of yeah. these just drop-dead, 
fluorescent women. <laughs> Get rid of Flawlessly them. fluorescent women <laughs> with their powerful voices. Yeah. You know? yeah. Not Craving it. perfection. <laughs> yeah. Give me George Ezra and his poopy butt. <laughs> Believe it or not, fans, I think we're winding down. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to us waffle on about something we know even less about than usual. Yeah, is interesting for us at least. Yeah, and it, I, thanks for that. I hope that as a result of having done this episode, I don't know, maybe you'll have reflected a little on your own musical tastes and thought about broadening them a bit because yeah. it's overwhelming. But it could do with being just a little bit more overwhelming. I know, I think that. <laughs> Paul, where can people find out even more about this? Well, you can do that on Twitter and Facebook now. Both. Uh, I, 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 yes, apparently. <sighs> David Cameron finally relented. He said, the referendum doesn't stand. <laughs> I was wrong. I was a bloody yeah. fool. Yeah. Two social media sites. You won't hear of it. <laughs> but it is now on both social media sites. Yeah. Both world-renowned media sites, Twitter and Facebook. And you can get there at OGT Pods. You can send us an email at Gmail. <laughs> Just realize they rhyme. <laughs> Which is OGTPod at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes and uh, all the other places. There's a lot of it about. But not that one. Oh, yeah, but the last three things, except for the middle one, don't pay attention to that. You will get a virus. But You're going to get scammed. Yeah. Which ones were they? Don't rewind it, otherwise the whole thing's null and void. <laughs> then you'll get scammed. Look, you're probably going to get scammed. Be safe. Be astute. And give Ariana Grande another shot. Oh, and also, if anyone has any feedback on the the pilot episode of Film Tool Combat... Yes, please. ...that they wouldn't mind sharing with us, do send it our way. We're really curious if there's been something that we've been thinking about trying for a long time. It is. And um, finally got the first episode off the ground. We would love to do some more of them. And Mm. uh, yeah, if if, uh, people are feeling as positively about it as we are... Yeah. It'd be great to hear from you. Yeah, it'd be good to get this off the ground. Okay, excellent. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, one good thing about music... What the fuck are we doing? (laughs) 